0: Dear listeners, to hear homilies like this throughout the week, please join the Ministry of the Word podcast. Links are below for all listening options. In the eighth chapter of the Gospel according to St. John, there are two sayings of Jesus. Whoever sins is a slave to sin. And later he says, the truth will set you free. Whoever sins is a slave to sin The truth will set you free If truth is freedom and sin slavery Then we know sin is a lie It deceives us Sin promises fulfilment, contentment But as Jesus warns It only enslaves us We recognise all of us who are Christian, those worldly voices that try to convince us that freedom means to do as you will, as Aleister Crowley famously taught, but we know that our desires and our impulses only enslave us, and this is Satan's great lie. Only obedience to Christ is freedom. Christ is truth. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And those who oppose him are liars. Those who oppose the teachings of Christ, the commandments of Christ, are teaching lies. They are themselves teaching that which comes from the father of lies. They are enslaved to the father of lies. Satanists, humanists, materialists, all who oppose Christ are enslaved to the father of lies. The tension between freedom and slavery isn't just something that attacks us from without it isn't just the consequence of the teachings of the world it's something that exists within us in the the seventh chapter of saint paul's letter to the romans he says there are two laws battling within us within us now the church fathers in their explanation of this chapter say to us that There are two wills within us. The lower will, which seeks after the things of this world, the things of the flesh. And the higher will, which of course seeks after Christ, and the things of the kingdom of God. In this conflict, we must say, in this conflict, for most people the lower will is victorious. When we look at the world, when we look at ourselves, we know that the lower will is being victorious. That most people seek those things of the world and not the things of Christ. This lower will is really under the direction of the demons, and their fantasies, but also the impulses of the flesh, and the attractions of the world. The higher will, that will that seeks Christ, is dependent on God's grace. The life, the power, the strength of this will is entirely based in the grace of God, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. We are reminded that there is only one way of truly being free. And that is to make the lower will the captive of the higher will. The servant of the higher will. But we must be careful because even in the lives of the saints we see that when the the higher will takes control the devil is cunning. He changes tactics. He tries to corrupt the soul. By leading us to do even what we think is good. But is is reaching, for example, for spiritual heights. Of, wh- of which we are not worthy. Spiritual heights without God's grace. Things that we are not ready for. Things that are based in our world. Things that glorify us and not God. Anything that is not for the glory of God is ultimately enslavement. This is a difficult teaching to hear. But if we do not live and if we do not act with a desire to glorify God alone, then we are acting out of enslavement, enslavement to sin. This is why we must never fall into the trap ...of thinking that we are already victorious in this life. This is one of the the conflicts, if you like, between the Church, Orthodoxy... ...and those those groups that have appeared in recent years, Protestant ideas... ...who say, I am saved. The job is done. Since Christ died on the cross, that's it. This is dangerous. We must not think that we are victorious in this life because... The devil is still waging war against us personally, directly, us, individually. In this life, no matter how pure someone becomes, the devil is still raging war, seeking to enslave, looking for a a lack of attention, a, a momentary or even small act of disobedience to God, an opening, a way into our lives. Let us remember that it's, it's not important how big or small we think our sin is. Jesus says, whoever sins is a slave to sin. If we even sin in a small way, then we are a slave to sin. And if, if knowing that we are not yet perfect we sin. How can we say we are yet victorious? But then, since we all sin, doesn't that mean everything is lost? Well of course not. First of all, in Hebrews 12, Saint Paul reminds us just how far we must repent, and what our repentance must really cost us. In fact he says to us, have you resisted sin even to bloodshed have you resisted sin yet even to bloodshed? In other words Saint Paul says we are called even to shed our blood in striving against sin, in resisting temptation, in struggling against the world, the flesh and the devil but the most shocking part The most shocking part we must say is that in the face of this battle, we are expected to win. However many times we have fallen, we are not to despair. Every time that we fall, God's grace will be enough to lift us back to our feet, to help us get back up and to start again. This is the nature of our spiritual battle until the very last breath of our life. As St Paul says, we keep on running like the athlete until we cross the finishing line, till the very end. We do not stop halfway through the race and say, that's it, I've won. Because in our struggle, it is, yes, the grace of God that achieves the victory. It is only through God's grace that we receive the strength enough to even face the battle. We remember that St. Paul likens the devil to a roaring lion who, who prowls and roars, seeking to devour, seeking to tear us to pieces, seeking to attack us when we least expect it. And another image that also helps from the Fathers is that of the devil like like a chained wild dog. A reminder to us that if we do not enter the yard of the wild dog that is chained there, we won't be bitten. And yet, if we choose to enter this yard, if we choose to, to follow the temptations that the devil throws before us, if we seek the pleasures of this world and the flesh, if we listen to the lies of the devil, the lies that are espoused by those who are enslaved to him, then we will be bitten. We will fall. We must not enter his yard. The commands of God protect us. Christ gives us the way to live safely, to stay close to him, to stay away from this chained dog that would bite us. We must stay close to him in prayer. We must forgive our neighbours. We must eat the body and drink the blood of Christ. We must rush to confession. Repent of our sins. The devil's bite is slavery. The commands of Christ are liberation. The devil cannot remove our free will. The devil can't overcome our free will. It is our choice whether we enter that yard and become enslaved and are bitten or whether we follow the way of Christ to liberation. So let us learn to be sensitive that we recognise what are lies and what is truth. Let us be watchful over ourselves or on our own hearts. Every time we fall Let us learn from our mistakes, reflect on how we were weak, how we gave in to sin. Let us know how the devil is tempting us, and how he is tempting us specifically, me. What is it the devil is using to lead me astray? Let us, above all, try to live on this narrow path enter through the narrow gate that Christ calls us to, that Christ himself opens for us. He dies and is resurrected, that the gate is open for us. And yet, that narrow way, that narrow gate, so often we choose to walk in other directions, to follow the ways of the world, to become enslaved, rather than enter the gate of liberation, the gate of life, the gate of the kingdom of God. So, above all, let us follow this path within the life of the Church. The fullness of truth, Christ, is only found within the life of orthodoxy. And only within the life of orthodoxy can we be free.